And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. Today, today is the 24th of April, year of our Lord, 2023. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bunny and Cardigan Show presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James, after a very brief hiatus, you're getting your, you got your, your much-deserved one week off from the mm. pod, your end of season oh, vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your end of season vacation. You get to get your beauty rest in. Uh, I mean, it's in this profession. It's no, you never get like a full break. It's it's impossible. Somebody always wants to slack you about something, or in my case, was privy to some privy to some news, so I put something out, which we'll talk about. Um, but I did take naps. Yeah, I took naps. My the dog has been waking up at like 6.30 since we moved in the new place, and it's just annoying. So, like, I'll wake up at 7 for, like, two hours and then take, like, a, another two-hour nap. So, yeah, it's just been a lot. It's been a weird week. Weird week. It's always a weird week. Yeah, but is it kind of nice to not have to worry about, like, God, I got to catch this flight. I got to get this red eye. I got to do all this stuff. That's got to be nice. Yeah, I mean, that, that part is – yeah, that part is the best. You get a break from the – the physical, well, the mental and physical toll of this job, which believe it or not, there are physical tolls. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to not have to think of something to write for a week was good. Is that's there a, fun? Is there a part of you that's like you spend so much time traveling that once you finally slow down, like of course for a few weeks you're like, thank God I can I can finally just relax. But do you kind of start like jonesing to go to an airport again at some point? Um. I don't know if I would describe it like that. There certainly is a you get used to go you used you get used to being busy 24/7 for 6 months of the year and then for 6 months you're kind of just finding like like I get up and I write and then after that it's kind you know what I mean like there's a lot more free time. So it gets tough to try to to balance that to be honest. I I think I've learned as I've gotten older as much as I like the downtime I think mentally staying busy is is best sometimes, but like the first couple months of the off season are always like happy that the the time like there's time to relax. And of course, Troy couldn't let you actually have a vacation because, as we discussed two weeks ago, ladies and gentlemen, the Pistons have a head coaching vacancy. And yes, to answer your question, that is going to be what this episode is going to be about. Um, two weeks ago, we did a pod sort of spending 10, 15 minutes. Each of us gave our Dwayne Casey eulogy, talking about what we're going to miss, what we appreciated about him. Um, then we spent some time talking about, you know, guys who could potentially fill that role. Um, you know, some names that we thought were a definite no, some names that were kind of like a, you know, a pipe dream. And then ultimately some guys that we thought had a legitimate shot. So 
Um, James, if you want to just jump right into it, I'm sure the story that you have to promote maybe ties into that in some way. Do you want to give that a shot? Yeah, on, on Friday uh, afternoon, fresh off vacation, I, I posted a story that uh, I had learned that as of right now, there are three finalists for the job. Um, that does not mean that one of those three will get it because they are going to continue to, I think they're going to talk to a few more people they haven't talked to yet. Um, and they're also going to kind of see what happens in the playoffs. Maybe a, a coach unexpectedly gets let go and uh, there's somebody that they're interested in talking to. Uh, but if neither of those things happen, I think one of Charles Lee, Kevin Ali, and Jerron Collins could be the next head coach of the Detroit Pistons. All three have already interviewed. Uh, obviously, as I mentioned on the last pod we did, Lee and Ali were – two names like going into it that they were very eager to talk to and they obviously wanted to talk to Collins too but Collins I was told like had an amazing interview um, and really blew them away so um, yeah there's I think those three right now well I know those three right now are the front runners whether or not that changes kind of depends on who becomes available so a few things on Collins really quick um, one I apologize if this is a nugget that you've thrown out there and I've just missed it. But if this is true, then it definitely feels like something that you would have already said. So I'm also kind of asking if this is true timeline wise. When Collins was with the Jazz as a player, was that when Troy was a scout with Utah or was he at Syracuse at that point? Uh, there might have been some minor crossover. Uh, I haven't looked at the timeline. I'd have to check, but there might have been some minor crossover. But I also just think, like, Collins, his resume, and I don't think it gets spoken about enough, is he was kind of the defensive coordinator in Golden State. And for the Warriors, yeah. And people, I think people forget how the Warriors were routinely a top defense in the league. Um, then they lost him to the Pelicans when Willie Green got hired. Like, that was the guy he really wanted as his right-hand man, and the Pelicans defense, I don't know where they finished, but there were times this season they were really good. And uh, Jerron, it was catalyst in that too. So it makes sense. Uh, relatively young guy still in his 40s, has had success defensively, uh, former player, obviously. So, I mean, it makes sense. And I actually am kind of surprised his name hasn't come up more often over the years uh, for head coaching jobs. 100% agreed. And one thing that's kind of frustrated me about his like emergence as like a guy that we're going to have to like, Oh my gosh, he might be our coach is um, you know, usually when I take my little victory laps, it's easy for me to point to a certain episode where I had a certain take or in the past I could point to a tweet that I had and say, look, timestamp, I said this thing and I ended up being right. The frustrating thing I have uh, in my head about Collins is I have thought for like eight years, anytime I see him on the bench, like that dude looks like a like aesthetically, that guy looks like he's a head coach. He looks like he's supposed to be standing up I right agree. now. He looks and, very professional, yeah. buttoned up. Yeah, no, I agree. And I've never unleashed this take. I've only ever thought it in my head, but I have always thought it. So I was in the grocery store when this news came out that there were these, you know, these early front runners, leaders in the clubhouse. Uh, for this position and when I saw his name I had this like oh my god like have I been right this entire time and when he was um, I don't remember if he was coaching the summer league team uh, for the Pelicans uh, like just a year ago I don't remember yeah, what his involvement was but I remember he had I remember watching him at the time doing some press for it and um, 
uh, giving some interviews. And just based on those alone, I was like, this dude is just so smart. Like just listening to him talk, he's so good at like the coach speak. But you know, Went to Stanford, right? And I think, you know, obviously having that former player relationship is ultimately going to be. I mean, it's not always a, like a sealed and signed. She's not my lover, like Billie Jean, but the kid is mine. Stamp guaranteed, it's going to work out because you have dudes like Jason Kidd, where that doesn't mean anything that he was a former player because he's an idiot and I hate him. But I, but I would argue my counterpoint with that to be the best coaches that. W- used to be players were like players like Collins, like kind of agreed just regular role players. It's not, it's never the stars that are, I can't think I'm trying to think of the top of my head, like a star who's turned into a great coach. Um, Patrick Ewing was terrible. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think of the opposite of that. No, I know Isaiah Thomas oh. wasn't very good either. No. It's so this, the, so this is going you know, to your Steve point. Kerr's, there you go. Um, Phil Jackson. Does that count? He counts, yeah. He was a he was a role player. There's the, I mean, I really like Willie Green, Ty Lue. I think is the best coach in Ty basketball. Ty Lue is a great one. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Dwayne does Dwayne count? He didn't play in the league, but does he count? No, we're talking about people that played in the league. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So I I think there is something to that. I think those guys. I don't know what the psyche is exactly, but there's something to that. Uh, I I think that is a fascinating. I would love to know. I don't know if anybody's done a story on that. I don't even know how you really could do the story, but I would I would love to read more about why from players, why star players aren't good coaches, good head coaches, but like role players are. I mean, I can like make make it make sense in my mind, but I would love to hear them talk about it. Was didn't Kevin Ollie played he played, right? But I don't remember if he was in the league or not. Yeah, he played 13 years in the league. Did he? I it was before my time, so I I don't really know. Yeah, no, he was yeah, he was a journeyman from like early 2000s to the like 2014 I think was his last year do you want to use this as a segue to shift our focus over to the whole Kevin Ollie thing and what his sort of role as a head coach could potentially look like yeah let's take a break first though this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra the official beer sponsor of the NBA want to get closer to the game than ever before Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So really quick, before we kind of give a whole thing about Kevin Ollie in, in present day, do you mind if I spend a quick two to three minutes on something that I've seen a lot over the last, like mainly the, the last couple of days, ever since he's really been a you know a major player um, in this conversation, he's, yeah. he's I've just glancing the timeline. He's gotten the most hate from everybody. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have soured on him just because there's this retroactive. Oh well, he was he got fired from UConn for recruiting violations. I think when everybody hears recruiting violations, they immediately jump to the extreme of like Rick Patino. But ladies and gentlemen, there were no strip clubs and casinos involved here. If you go back and look, you know, and this is technically going to be a, like an in defense of Kevin Ollie thing. Like 
it's one of those things where really all he did was like let some unauthorized players work out with some team trainers and team coaches and he like gave uh, some coaching responsibilities to a video guy or something but it wasn't anything egregious right it's one of those things where if i had to and liken to it go a step further he ended up suing the school and won and i was gonna was right yeah. i was gonna get to that in a second 100 percent. it's one of those things where if i had to liken it to anything it's kind of like imagine you are an nfl player and you get caught gambling on a sport that isn't even the nfl in a team facility it's like yeah it's the rule and i guess you know you should be more responsible but it's a stupid rule and it's not that serious and who cares, right? Hypothetically, not that, you know, this has actually happened or anything. Um, we'll talk about Jameson Williams later, folks. Don't worry. So my thing is, again, like James said, you know, after he got fired, he then took a lawsuit into arbitration against UConn and the arbiter was like, yeah, this is stupid. Pay him his money. And he got $11 million. So who ended up being right in the end? So I would just like everybody to kind of pump the brakes on the Kevin Ollie rhetoric. And it was just a weird time in UConn basketball. Like they like joined the AAC during that time. Like what? I feel like it's it'd be tough to get big recruits not playing in a big conference. It was just a weird time in UConn basketball. And I'm not I'm not here to de defend or or pump up Ali either way. Like that's the of the. This is my thing. It's it's everybody. This is that's what people love about sports. Is everybody has an opinion. But I don't understand like people so strongly against Kevin Ollie when they have like nothing to base that on other than he got fired for violations at UConn and because he coached overtime elite, which is they say worse than uh, it's it's not a good league or whatever. Or they think that that means that they're getting the Thompson twins. Like I don't it has nothing to do with any of that. I I just think like the, there's only a couple people who know who have an idea or believe he'll be a good head coach. And obviously those people are – there are people in Detroit who think that. And if that's the case, you judge it after it happens. Like I don't get how you can make such a sweeping conclusion that he's just going to suck because yeah. he hasn't coached in whatever. Like you know how many coaches didn't – wasn't didn't Nick Nurse coach in London or some shit before he came to Toronto? Like he coached in like England or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like I just don't – that's another thing I've seen is like – one thing that, I, that has been a talking point during this search, and we're not going to get into the nurse thing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of groups it together. It's, we should. But, we should put a bullet in it if you want to put a bullet in it. Yeah, that's, like, just not happening. I don't know why people keep – first of all, there's uh, – to, to my knowledge, there's still not good uh, vibes between him and Dwayne. And also, the Pistons want a coach that can also relate to players, and if you – pay attention at all to Toronto it just does not seem like they liked Nick Nurse very much um and I don't know if <laughs> the Nick Nurse thing is interesting to me like I okay the X's and O's stuff cool whatever I just don't understand post Kawhi he had a worse record his last four years in Toronto were he had a winning record but they were worse than Dwayne's last four years in Toronto and Dwayne got further in the playoffs. So, like, I don't understand. Like, I understand you can have your opinion and think one's better than the other. Sure, that's fine. But I don't understand why everybody's acting like he's just cured cancer. Like, he's just the greatest coach of all time. I don't, he just got fired. Uh, so, and he's thinking about taking the Houston Rockets job. And I guarantee you right now, I have seen the group of cats in Houston and I've been around Nick Nurse. 
I will bet money if that job, if those two get in bed together, that will not last long. I guarantee it. Anyway, I just, yeah, that's just not happening. Uh, so you can, if you have like money on Nick Nurse being the next head coach, I would put significant, I would try to get it back now. Unless you're Jamison Williams. Don't do Unless that. you're Jamison Williams and you're at the uh, Lions practice facility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, another, but the one thing I've seen, whether comments or tweets, is the Pistons have maybe one of the better openings. I've been told by many people that they believe this is one of the best openings there is. But then fans are like, well, if this is the best, why are we only getting Charles Lee, Kevin Ali, and Jaron and Collins? Well, it's like any coach you think is the best coach is already has a job. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, the best coaches aren't just like sitting out there. So these, if you ask a lot of people in the NBA, with the exception of of Ali, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how he's viewed or how he was viewed around the league. But like Lee and Collins, and Chris Quinn, who they've talked to, these are all like the most heralded up and coming coaches, right? So that's if a if a first time guy is willing to like make this his first gig, like that. That's what that's about you know what i mean so like everybody's like oh if this is a, such a great job why why are why are these our finals okay do you want is pop just going to leave the spurs is is spolster just going to leave the heat like what are we what are we talking about like there's you can only go from who's available and some of the names that they've talked to and are highly considering are considered some of the best up-and-coming coaches in basketball so um that part I, is another one i don't i don't necessarily get and then there's the Let's run through the, the the counters I always see that, for some reason, these are who the fans want. Um, it's it's Nurse, Kenny Atkinson, and Ime Udoka, right? Mm-hmm. Do you see those, like, as, like when they're – if it's not – they Charles Lee seems to be unanimously, like, loved. Appreciated, again, 100%. Appreciated for, again, for why he is and not uh, Collins or Lee – or Collins or Ali, I don't know because they like Giannis more like nobody really knows what these guys do you know what I mean like yeah. I, especially fa- like fans don't know what these guys do they that's why I don't understand why there's such unless you've seen a guy coach like if we sat here and like the Pistons were hiring David Blatt like we all saw if <laughs> David Blatt sucked you know what I mean like that's under that's understandable these are three unknowns but there's such a strong opinion one way or the other for those three. I just, it's fascinating to me because generally fans aren't hip to what these people like do within their respective teams or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm just a little, really, I'm just a little blown away, even though it wasn't that long ago. What a blast from the past. David Blatt as a name drop is. I just, I just I haven't just thought about, I haven't even thought about him really quick before you jump into this. I just want to say like, it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, right? Because you either go after the guy that everybody wants, right? You go get Ime Odoka, you go get Kenny Atkinson, who's kind of been like a small majority. There are people who want Kenny Atkinson, and those people— Why? Because they, he took the Nets once to 42-40? and 40? Like, I don't understand why so many people are <laughs> beating the drum for Kenny Atkinson, because they heard he did great player development— uh, they went from 20 wins to 28 wins to 42 wins and then back to 28 wins before he was fired. He's been with the Warriors as an assistant. If he was such a good coach, there's been many openings since then. Like, I don't I don't get having such a strong opinion that Kenny Atkinson needs to be hired. Like, what the hell has Kenny Atkinson done? It's the thing where it's like, okay, sure, go get the big-name guy, right? 
Well, historically speaking, the Pistons just did that twice in a row. And how did that go? How did it go with Stan Van Gundy, right? How did it go with Dwayne Casey, respectfully? So I think historically speaking, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world to go get the next guy, right? The guy who in five years, teams are going to be like, I wish this guy was our coach. I wish Charles right. Lee was our, you know what I mean? So, you know, and you look, you look around the league and some of the, I think the more respected, the, the Ty Lue's of the world, who was a—I mean, he's still young, but he was one of those ones. Willie Green was one of those ones. Um, uh, Quinn Snyder was one of those ones. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think who's in the playoffs right now. Um, you know what I mean? So there's like yeah. there's a lot of examples of like the next up and coming guy. You go get him, and it works out for you. Like I, I just think that route makes the most sense, especially because there's not a Eric Spolstra at home available. And so we went through the nurse thing. It's just not going to happen. I, the guy wears his own initials on a hat to every press conference. Like, come on, there's clearly a very, there's an ego, there's an ego back there. It's, it's the strangest thing I've ever seen. You ever, you ever notice this? You've texted it to me. It's pretty bizarre. Yeah, it's the lamest thing in the world. Um, then there's, we talked about Atkinson. People are clamoring for Atkinson. I don't understand that. Like I, if, like I'm not saying he's not a good coach. I'm saying I just don't understand why it's like they better hire Kenny Atkinson. Like what the f- has Kenny Atkinson done? Okay, and now we go to Ime, which I think we talked about a little on the pod. Aside, first of all. I understand from what I understand ownership in Detroit and this could be I don't I'm not reporting this this is just how I kind of I'm gathering things I don't think ownership in Detroit wants to to deal with uh the the baggage that would come with hiring Ime after they're still uh dealing with a situation similar to emails from earlier this year right so you have to, you'd have to explain kind of this okay what kind of culture are you building here or what kind of culture are you accept, accepting here right so i don't know that if that's factored in but i have not gotten a sense that email is seriously considered and in to my knowledge or to my thinking that probably has something to do with it makes sense if you own a business you own a brand it's not a good it's not the best look in the world right it would sort of be the antithesis of everything that troy's preached up to this point yeah right and whether or not you agree or disagree with the trouble Eme got in it's still a situation that's going to have to be addressed and will be packaged with a previous situation right yeah so even if he waits five years to take a job yeah right well i'm talking about detroit specifically like they if they didn't have the incident that happened with right right the investigation with rob murphy Maybe you can, but to have two of those things, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then on top of that, could Ime Doka be a great coach? Certainly could be. Am I watching Joe Missoula do just as good or better with the same team? I am. So are we sure, like, do we think the Celtics just hired the two just genius coaches possible? They just had two geniuses on their bench? Or Jason Brown or Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Al Horford and Derek Six White, man and Malcolm, of the year, Malcolm Brogdon. Are they just, are they just good as shit? Yeah. You never know. I mean, he didn't. They didn't. They didn't mess it up. 
but I'm not sure that they're – I don't know. And I think Ime does do some great stuff defensively. Uh, I'm not saying he's not a great coach. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Missoula picked up where he left off and is running. So, um, yeah, like I just – the, the the thing with the early conversations around the coaching shirt search and me just kind of half watching because I I my it's my job to know what's going on and I try to report it and then obviously people have opinions of what should happen but I I guess I've had a hard time understanding like why is everybody pounding the table so hard for like Kenny Atkinson for certain guys yeah I guess so and then being so dismissive to guys that they have no idea if they're good coaches or not like they want this young guy they want the young guy on the court to develop and rebuild and they believe in this guy but like why can't you believe in like a coach that hasn't coached and been a head coach and think that he can't be the next up and coming coach too like I just don't sure the dots aren't dotting for me let's let's debut a new segment this is off the dome Uh, I haven't put any thought into this one it's called unfiltered speculation and in unfiltered speculation we're going to spend a couple minutes here uh, speculating. This is not sourced. This is not aggregator-friendly content. This is just two guys doing a podcast, having a conversation. You know, my fan brain has seen this process move along a little bit faster than I was anticipating. I thought, you know, by by this point, maybe there would be some names, but, you know, I know that when we talk about the aforementioned three guys that we have in this podcast, well, we haven't really talked about Charles Lee yet. We can do that in just a second, but... Um, I mean, there's not much to talk about. He's no, 100%. Under 40, has been with Bud forever, well-respected in Milwaukee. His name has popped up as an up-and-coming coach. Again, I'm not going to sit here and act like I can break down Charles Lee X's and O's because, again, he's been an assistant coach. So there's your Charles Lee spiel. DMV guy, too. Got to throw that one in. Yeah. Went to high yes. school in Maryland. Yes. Um, Got to say really quick, before we get to unfiltered speculation, Giannis, I've long since said, is the most unselfish player in the NBA And you're probably thinking, Nick, what does this have to do with the Pistons? Well, ladies and gentlemen, Giannis Antetokounmpo is so unselfish that he has been willingly sitting out a majority of this Miami Heat series so that the Bucs can lose as fast as possible and get Charles Lee paid. And that is a guy who just takes care of the dudes around him, right? He's like, Chuck, I need you to move up. I need you to level up. Go to the next level. Go get your five-year 35 mil in Detroit. Go get your bag king. We'll run it back next year. We'll be around in June next year, but Chuck, go get this job. So Giannis, we appreciate you. We thank you for your service. But if you lose this Miami Heat series, I am going to get kind of pissed off. So please get healthy. Anyways, that'll be bad. I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my mind. Unfiltered speculation. This has been moving along a lot faster than I was anticipating. I think by the draft we can agree um, that somebody will be in place. But it feels like at this rate we're what three weeks out from the lottery. Does it not kind of feel like we might have a name around that time? Um, I'm trying to think what, what where they'll be in the playoffs by then. Um, either the end of the second round or the beginning of the conference finals. Yeah, Probably closer than to the end of the second. I I wouldn't rule it out, but I I I I, I don't I won't feel comfortable saying definitively one way or the other. Unfiltered yeah, speculation. Yeah. Yeah, you could yeah. say anything. It doesn't. There's no. There's nothing that's getting tied to this. No one's going to. I'll say this. You. I think they could. I think they could make a hire right now and feel confident and feel good about it. But they're going to keep doing their due diligence. Where's Where's Jay Wright? What's he doing? Are we out on that? I haven't gotten. I haven't heard anything about Jay Wright yet. Like I kind of mentioned, I thought that was. I think that was a pipe dream for some. 
Sean Sweeney didn't get an interview? Uh, to my knowledge, not yet, but I they're still doing interviews. Like last week, this week that we just finished was the first round of interviews, so they're going to do more. Is the Rex Kalanian, Jerome Allen thing just out of respect, you think? Like no shot, right? No. Um, You'd have to ask Troy that. Call him. You got. We got to get. We got to call the Pistons office right now and see if he's working. You want to. You want to call the the call the, eight, call the PPC eight hundred number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I get Troy Weaver on the phone? What would happen? Oh. Does he have Wait. like a? Can you as a fan? Does he have like a PO box? Can I like write him letters? I would assume so. Surely. Or do I just mail it to the PPC and I say? I would like, imagine he has a secretary too. I don't know that though. Oh, that's probably true. All right, James, what do you say we take another quick break? All right, sure. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? (laughs) You mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Okay, um, anything else Pistons-related that you got for us today? I'm trying to think because, you know, if those are the three guys that we really need to be looking at, you know, if push comes to shove and there's, like, some, like, oh, my God, this new guy swooping in from the rafters, you know, if need be, we'll throw out an emergency pod, probably won't need to do that, or we'll just wait until next week. But for the most part, do you feel confident right now, you know, if you're looking at Charles Lee, Kevin Ollie, or Collins, are those the three guys that you're like, it's we're probably square right there? Uh, yeah, of, of, I think, like I said, and I wrote, they're the front runners currently. So I don't know. I have an idea of maybe who's leading of those three, yeah. but I don't know that for a hundred percent with a hundred percent certainty to just toss out there. But, um, yeah, I think, like I said, I think if they had, if they had a, if they were, the league made them hire a coach tomorrow, I think they would feel all right about their who they have available and who they've spoken to no stackhouse information another another sneaky dmv guy by the way yeah i i believe i know he was on their list to talk to he is on their list it could he my assumption is he's in the second round of interviews do you think ben's ever gonna ben wallace i should say do you think he's ever gonna want a job on the bench or do you think he's fine on the business side of things that's a good question. I don't know Ben well enough to answer that. Uh, 
I would be. I, I, he does. He wouldn't strike me as a. I don't think so. Coach. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think so. More important news: uh, Victor Wembanyama officially declaring for the draft. That would have been the most hilarious debate of all time if he was just like, "Actually, I think I need the, I need to play for the. Where is he right up. now? Yeah, I got to get huge. I got to get yoked. But nah, he's he's ready, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to be a piston. And I I tell you what, have you? How have are you, you feeling about like what's your what's your like tingles telling you about where the Pistons will pick? I still think remember the year they got number one. We kind of called it. It was in the air, man. Everybody, yeah. it was just in the air that year. This um, year, I don't have like a good sense either way. Like, I kind of feel like five. I well, like I'll we'll get shafted. I'll say this: I do feel I can't pinpoint a number. I don't have that mojo yet, but I am at a point that I've been at for the last couple of weeks that, like, I know it's top three. I do know that much. We are getting okay. one of the guys that we want, and in that event, no one's upset. You know, like there are going to be people who it, the worst case scenario, I think if you are I, I'm trying to think just in real time, I don't know if this is worse for you or worse for fans, but the worst case scenario is two. And I only say worst in terms of the pre-draft rhetoric, which ultimately is only about a month long anyways. And then after that, it's like smooth sailing. Who cares? But that one month of. No, we're getting Brandon Miller. No, we got to get Scoot Henderson. Is going to be miserable, right? And again, I don't know if that's worse for you because you kind of have to deal yeah, with that. That wouldn't but be it, fun. But it gives you like it also. It's a, your content brain is going to start spinning. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. it's like it's a it's worst case in terms of you know the the, the pre draft lead up, um, but then afterwards you get your guy and it's like whatever. So in an ideal world, I don't know how to say this without sounding crazy. For the for sanity's sake, I think the best case scenario is one or three. You end up on the tail end, or the front yeah. end, or the tail end of two. But God forbid we pick second. I don't want from it. a from a content standpoint, two would be the best. Yeah, sure. From a sanity standpoint, I agree. One or three. Con and then also content standpoint, four or five. Ugh. Because I I think I'm not reporting this. Not reporting this. I think they trade four or five, or look to trade four or five. And, One through and, three, they they stay. And ultimately, isn't that the only exciting thing about it? It's like, ooh, what does that get? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Does that get you Mikel Bridges? Like, what does no, that look like? It does not. Not anymore, I don't think. No. It does not. Cam Whitmore does not get you Mikel Bridges. Right, <laughs> fans. And one, one, it's like the worst year I Maybe say that. Maybe it gets you OG. Maybe get you unfiltered OG. speculation. By the way, we're still in unfiltered speculation. I should have should have said that. OG and an OB for Ken Whitmore. Who says no? I think they would go like if they're gonna full re, if they're gonna think about rebuilding, they'd probably go like Amon Thompson. I I didn't say my Jason Kidd thing. I think that Dallas should fire him because he's a knucklehead, and I think they should hire Nick Nurse because, as people have said, but for the sake of it, as you have said, James, I think that's know, a good idea. When you know when people loved Nick Nurse the most was when he had Kawhi Leonard. Who's in Dallas right now? They got two of them. Okay, so it's like one of those things where if they Nick have two Nur Kawhi Leonard's, they got Luca, who's a perennial top five guy, and they have Kyrie, who people like sometimes. They have the team that just ain't in the that <laughs> missed the playoffs. I don't know yeah. all that. And I here's don't know and if it's Kawhi. And it's well, but that's not Luca's fault though. You're not you're not pinning yeah, that on Luca. You can play defense. Listen, dude. They, they, <laughs> we could yeah, try to play defense. Like that's 100%. Why Dame Lillard, that's why Dame Lillard's sitting at home, too. He could try to play defense. 100%. And I don't think all that, you know, smoking hookah and eating donuts is, like, helping that much and playing Overwatch. <laughs> right. But, like, it's one of those things where it's just hard for me to 
put blame on the dude who puts up 35, 14, and 11. And I've never been like a huge I hate Russell Westbrook guy, the people that the way that other people have always been. Shout out to Russ, though. I want to give Russ a shout out while we're on 100%. The He's been very good for the Clippers. And we obviously give Russ a lot of grief, but I want to make sure to give him his flowers with how good he's been for the Clippers. Best buyout candidate of all time, maybe? Ooh. Probably not. Really, though? Like, really think about it, because buyout guys usually don't work. They're usually not that fun. Yeah, but they're going to lose in the first round. Yeah, but, like, if Kawhi Leonard doesn't want to play basketball. I mean, he's hurt. He just needs to retire. <laughs> yeah, well, right. So you're on Stephen well, he's not going to retire. Uh, no, because I wouldn't give up the money. Of course not. If I were Kawhi, no, get your bread. I'm. I think it's going to be hard for him to get to do this whole. It's going to be hard for him to dictate his conversation next time he's a free agent. I'll say that this isn't like a you got to you can demand things like Paul George and a two for one. Like nah, buddy. Like we don't even know if you can play. Yeah, we, you get through. Like you just kind. He's kind of losing all leverage. Has a has a Spartan dog ever won a depoy before? Zach Zach Randolph didn't win one. What? Why are you giving me that? Oh my God! What an embarrassing thing for me to even ask. What am what I talking about? With you? What am I talking about? Let's just move on. Oh my God! What a stu! I'm gonna. Bl- I should cut that. No, you shouldn't cut that. Leave the f- that. I I'm like I'm trying. I'm like the first person that came to my mind was like Goran Sutanov. Like he didn't even make the league. And the, <laughs> literally the next point I was gonna make was how about the two most like fierce defenders of the last 10 years, Draymond and Jaron Jackson, both being Spartan dogs. And I just didn't even think of the fact that Draymond Green has won like six defensive player of the years. Insane. Yeah. yeah you got to I apologize everybody for L. that. It's even, it's even what was worse. And I didn't, I never addressed this is my mispronunciation of Jose Alvarado's name like three weeks ago. Yeah. Somebody tweeted at me and did said they, that, Damn. Yeah, somebody said that you should, I forgot what their tweet exactly was, but he it said it made him, it, he wanted to like hurt himself after he heard your pronunciation I, I, or something like that. I think I said Jose Alvardo because I was naming buyout guys really fast. I was just reading them off of a list, and I'm I, I sincerely apologize for that in retrospect as well because Jose Alvarado is like a Motown Noah All Star, so that's completely on me. Yes, he can shoot, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're gonna spend these last. Just give me the floor, please, for three minutes here. Did we already take two breaks? Yes, we did. All right. Um, by the time we record next, James the Lions draft will have happened. So please, I beg of you, give me a few minutes here, okay? Uh, Before we do this, we paid all of our first and second place people from our fantasy basketball league except one guy has not responded to Nick. Uh, I think he was the second place winner in League 2. Yep, I can pull it up really quick. Nope, I don't think it was that. Uh, Okay, hold on. Look at the text that I sent you while I start riffing about the Lions. Um, okay, ladies and gentlemen, the lines well, are picking I have it. it. Okay, let's just let's just get this out. Of the yeah, way. yeah, yeah. All right, I have paid Clayton Stedman. The second place guy in League One is the only one we are missing. Yeah, if you okay. are if you are the second place guy in in the first league, please hit respond to Nick on Yahoo. What was it? The fantasy uh, you should, apps. You should have an email from Bun and Cardigan, the fantasy league. It is John's terrific team or DM James, whichever one is easiest. Um, yeah. But everybody else, uh, we got that figured out. Again, yes. thank you, everybody, for being patient with that. There were a lot of yeah. stupid things that were going on, um, yeah. and it was all my fault. So I apologize about that. Thank you, everybody, for being patient. Um, John's paid, terrific team. 
That's who out. needs to get paid? Yes. John's terrific team. We're waiting yeah. for you. Daniel Lucky, been paid. Congratulations. Jacob Bisher, been paid. Congratulations. Beeler Nobile, been paid. Congratulations. MNM Morrow, been paid. Congratulations. Matt R. Adrian, been paid. Congratulations. Nick Mays, been paid. Congratulations. So we're waiting for, say his name again? John's terrific team. You're the only one left to not claim your prize. And so please claim it. Lions picking at six and 18. Uh, the Houston thing at two is going to be really weird. Who knows what they're going to do? Is it just the you know the annual pre-draft smokescreen stuff? Like, oh, we're not going to take a quarterback, but then they definitely are going to take a quarterback. Because, um, like, really? Davis Mills, that's your guy? But, yeah. you know, the remainder of, like, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, and Tyree Wilson at, at six for Detroit, I think for me personally, I think Tyree Wilson is a guy that I want. But then you're kind of like, the Lions are pretty good up front. Like, do you need to go get another guy on the edge? You know, I don't know. Or do you continue to bolster a secondary that you've already spent, you know, the better part of a month in free agency building up? You know what I mean? Do you go get, you know, Christian Gonzalez? Do you go get uh, Witherspoon from Illinois? Um, or does something weird happen and the guys that you really wanted are already off the board and you just trade back and to get one of the aforementioned guys because they'll stick around, right? And then at 18, Barry Sanders is saying that Bijan Robinson is like, that's who he wants. So I don't know, man. I like, I like Bijan. Um, He's a beast. He is a beast. I don't – I mean, you know who I want. I want them – I want him to trade up and go get Bryce. Shut up. <laughs> but maybe <laughs> – Maybe I don't know. Like, there's like a point oh four percent chance that Bryce falls to six. Uh, like point zeros. But if he falls to like four, do you just like try to get up there? I don't know. There's a weird world where the remainder because now there's this stuff coming out. Like the last week has been crazy for pre-draft narratives. Like it's really getting ramped up. And now people are talking about like C.J. Stroud is going to fall out. Like people are falling out of love with C.J. Stroud. Like no, they're not though. I don't want to say because who who knows right? But would if, you trade six, eighteen, and golf for two? No. No, you know, I think that's silly. You don't like you don't like Bryce that much. No, um, I think that we are a perfect draft away from being the new team on the block. Like we're right there, and I think that what Brad has done in the draft these last two years is like it's been a masterclass, right? So. This is a this is one of the only times in an ideal world if everything goes according to plan that you are going to have a draft pick as high as you do, right? For the next few years, you know, in an ideal world. So if they can use it, use it. And like I know if they trade it, you know, they're still technically using it through virtue of trade just to get an even better pick. But you know what I mean, in principle, yeah. you have two first rounders, don't burn them unless it's, you know, like a we only won this trade type of deal. Well, my my counter to that would be, like you said, there's a chance they don't draft this high again, and they're going to need a quarterback eventually. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, 100%. And I think, like. Just give like, me Bryce Young. I'm one of the dudes who, like I was just saying to Matthew, I want Noah Sewell in day three or day wherever he goes. I need him. I, I watched a ton of Oregon football last year because Bo Nix is the best quarterback in America. I'm just plant I've been planting my flag in that, but I haven't said it in a while. So Bo Nix is going 1-1 next year. No, um not. and and winning the Heisman. Yes, he is. Shut up. And the kid if from California is What kid from California? Kid. The US Caleb kid. Williams? Yeah. He might actually you're right. I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, oh, even is. even in uh, can I do it? What's going on with Dion talking about? And this happened like a month ago, talking about you can't like just pick a jersey number. You have to earn it. Everything here is going to be earned, not given, except for the quarterback position, I guess. <laughs> so you're, but the so the quarterback is your son is just the quarterback. The dude hadn't even officially transferred, and he pulled him up on stage and was like, "This is your starting quarterback right here." It's like what the f- he didn't what? Yeah, it's a lot. Shout out to prime time, but that was that's a lot. Dude, the video of their sold-out stadium for their spring game was nuts. That's why he's there, man. He's going to get that 100%. bread. But this, I like, there's this old-school, like, way about him that is so funny to me where he just, like, says, dude, he'll be in a team meeting and be like, half of you guys suck. You're not my recruits, and I don't want you here. And those kids are just like, I'm going to stay because I have, like, football dreams. You know, I have, like, D1 dreams. Mm. And he's like, no, transfer. I don't want you. Like, he's so brutal. I respect it. At least you, like, at least you know. I guess. There's optionality in college football today. If you have a chance to go play somewhere else and you really want to play, at least he's letting you know so you don't waste your time. Well, what's funny is most of these guys, I know Colorado's a D1 school, but Colorado stinks. So it's like most of these guys are, like, probably just fine at best anyways. Yeah. And it's just crazy to think. The turnaround is crazy, like getting Shadur and getting Shiloh and getting Travis Hunter and getting all these dudes in the building. And, like, who knows where it goes from here, right? Maybe he, like, face plants because they play TCU pretty early in the season. If not, the first weekend it might be. Um, which, But that's going to be – a that's such a trap game for TCU. That's such garbage. That's like, that's like Michigan State playing Arizona State and being Herm Edwards' first signature win, or going up to Spokane and playing Washington last year, and we knew we were going to get the brakes beaten off of us. Getting, and that, Getting diced up by, what was the... Uh, Michael Penix. My, shout out to Michael Penix, man. He's got a I know he's like sure. I know he's like 40 and has like bad <laughs> legs, but Michael Penix has an arm, and it has an NFL arm. Yeah, he's, got, he's like Perry Ellis. Although it's crazy, because he's really not, because he was only at Indiana for like one year. Yeah, but then I thought he... Didn't he miss a season? Because there was something weird, yeah. I yeah. thought he's, yeah, I thought he, yeah, I don't remember, but I feel like he's old. He's not quite or, Stetson Bennett. No, he's not Chris Winkie. What happens if you on might day be too three? Young for Chris Winkie. I know of Chris Winkie at least. Okay. I'm yeah. old enough to remember when Chris Leak like didn't get drafted. Is that like your first introduction to like the best college quarterback? Isn't necessarily like you remember Jason White at all? The name, but not the he draft. He played at or Oklahoma. Anything. I think he won Heisman. It was like a six-round pick. Eric Crouch, did that ring a bell? Yeah, I know Eric Crouch. Yeah, he like got changed to receiver. <laughs> he was That's like, wild. I mean, he, Tebow. He was a dual threat quarterback. Yeah. Tebow got switched. Yeah, Tebow sucked though. He won a playoff game. He did. That was he beat the Steelers, right? Yeah, he had the that touchdown to Demarius Thomas. I think R.I.P. He's one of the worst throwers I've ever seen. Bro, he had a yeah, hundred percent. I know that Madden. You know how Two K like releases like the like Galaxy Opal version of like Thon Maker, and he's like he just greens yeah. everything. Like they Diamond did that. Thon Maker, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They recently did that with Tim Tebow, but like as a tight end, and he's a freak, I guess. And I'm like, why but is why? he still getting cards? Right. Like he's yeah. He's not like he was good in the league. Right. He's not like a legacy pick. And then not was like Calvin. It? Wasn't there a thing when he was with the, when Tebow was with the Patriots, when he like wanted to do a commercial or something, and Belichick was like, "No," and he was like, "But I'm getting paid a million dollars to do this commercial," and Belichick was like, "That sucks," like you're not doing it. That. That, I don't remember that, but possibly. 
Who would you want to pay? Would you want to play for Belichick? What am I playing? Like, am I playing right guard or quarterback? DB, your DB. Am I getting? What am I making? I don't care. Two and a half annually. For how many years? Yeah, I don't care, right? Like, are you asking me right now? Do I want to go play a DB in the NFL? Sure. Well, but I'm not – I don't care. If I, you could pay me $10 million, I'm not playing for Matt Patricia. I hate him. Okay. I'll rub his feet for $10 million. I, I don't I – don't, you know what? I don't want to say something that I'm going to regret because this is like a public I don't thing. like him either, but that's $10 million. Suck it up. You'll be all right. Nope. Don't need it. I'll be fine. Do need it. It's okay to, to do it. Like, who doesn't need $10 million? Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe if you're feeling generous. Hope everybody enjoyed the the early episode, one day early. Hope everybody we had just a nice do Mondays. Week maybe sometimes we can't record on Sundays though, and we have to record on Mondays. So maybe we stick to Tuesday for now. What do you got stuff going on? What's going on? I don't know. I just feel like people in the in the summer because they're going to be dreading going to work when it's sunny out would rather listen kick off their week with us than Tuesday. Why don't we release this, get some yeah, user tell fe- us. listener feedback. Monday or do you want pod the pod on Monday or Tuesday? I'm fine with either one. I would just since we're giving opinions, I would prefer Tuesday just cuz sometimes again we can't on Sundays. But if the if the people want Monday, then darn it, we'll give them Monday. Let us know people. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can also leave five stars. We will catch you guys in the next one. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.